right. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we hear from Alden Darby of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as he's re-signed with the team. Also, we'll talk to Julio Caravada, BC Lions radio analyst, on how free agency is going in that market. Do they miss Nathan Rourke? What moves do they have left before the season? We'll get all his thoughts coming up on the podcast. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers busy this weekend adding a couple players like Nick Dembski as well as uh, yesterday we learned that Alden Darby was coming back, defensive back for the team, and he joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Alden, how does it feel to be back for another season in Winnipeg? Oh, man, it feels good to, you know, have, come back to Winnipeg and finally have a home and uh, go through an offseason where I know where I'll be at for the whole season. So it feels really good. I'm excited. So you came back to the team uh, during the season after winning a Grey Cup here. You were traded to Winnipeg. How do you feel? Do you feel different about preparing for a season knowing you're going to spend the whole season in a place as opposed to last year where you get traded midseason? I'm, I'm sure that's a bit disorienting. Yeah, like a lot of people don't really take uh, take into consideration how, how much of a toll that weighs in your body and your mind. This is actually going to be my first uh, offseason and first time preparing to be on a team that already know the playbook, already know the system. I know what time I'm, uh, what position I'm going to play. This is going to be the first time I have that opportunity since I would think like 2018, to be honest. Um, my last year with Toronto Argonauts, uh, I haven't had a chance to really uh, go through an off- entire offseason knowing what position I'm going to play, knowing the team I'm going to be on in about three three years. So uh, uh, it, it's difficult to do that, to go through that that way. So I'm excited. So why did you want to come back to Winnipeg? Um, a lot of reasons, you know, uh, uh, that's a special building. That's a special locker room. It's a special team. And, um, who I am as like a, a person, as far as when it comes to, you know, work and football, uh, uh, and, and when I'm on that field in that locker room, it's kind of just like, you know, you walk into that building, you show up to work and with the film on, you don't have to worry about if a guy's going to do his job. Um, it's like a real family over there. It's a, it's a true brotherhood. Everybody in that locker room genuinely loves and cares about one another. Um, uh, we all know each other's, uh, wives, girlfriends, kids. You know, by first and last names, it's like a big family over there. And, um, you know, without having to make the obvious, we got to finish business uh, for sure. And uh, it's, just a good, it's just a good fit for me. You know, the, 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 the way the, the defense designed, how they use my skill set and the respect and how much they like and care for me. So it was a no-brainer for me. We've asked this of every free agent pretty much. Have you watched the Grey Cup? No, I have not. Absolutely not. No, you haven't. Okay, that's different than some of the guys we've talked to. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it. Um, I, I, I already, I, 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 it replays in my head every single day. I know every single play, every single moment. And I, I wake up to it, I go to sleep to it every single day. So I, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> so it's it's that motivating to you that you just can't stop thinking about it? I, yeah, but no. Um, what's more so motivating is just, you know, us, us as, a, as a team, as a family, we know we know what, what we left out there. And, um you know, we can't we can't use that game as motivation. It's more so uh, us being who we are and, and how much we care about each other and how much we care about this game. Uh, it could have been uh, it could have been first game of the season that we that we dropped the ball on. We we know how much more we could have gained and we know what we could improve at. So for us, it's uh, doing it for each other, and that's the motivation for myself. It's just knowing like I want to get more from my brothers, my teammates. Whatever the outcome is, the outcome in this year is, is, is but as long as I go out there every day and make sure I get my all. Every single single day, uh, that's all I care about. Are you gonna watch it at some point? Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll have to watch it at some point as a team, as a unit. Um, 
I think I might be able to watch it once uh, training camp starts and once I'm back in that building and I'm able to actually uh, apply actions to, to what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I think I'm about fair. I pretty much watch it one time. Okay, so that's that's a loss that that really stings then. Yeah, most definitely. That one hurt. That one hurt. That one hurt. Okay. That one hurt. Did it hurt more than winning 2021? Felt good. Yeah, it hurt. That, that, that one that hurt. It, it, just, I, it just, I just couldn't. We just couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Just, I just couldn't understand. You know how or why. And I don't want to make any excuses as to you know this or that, but we, I just couldn't believe it. You know, uh, and then even me being at Hamilton, you know, more than half the season, you know, watching those guys, how hard they worked, and you know, you know how great of a season they were putting together. Even when people thought that it was going to be a, a good season for us, and and still went out there and did it, and still made a historical season out of it, um, that would hurt. For you to come in mid-season, you only played a, a handful of games with Winnipeg. Oftentimes, when someone comes over by the trade deadline, and and you know, it's, it's not the same feeling if you lose with the team than if you played with them for for longer. But it's different for you because you knew most of the players on the team playing from twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I knew all those guys in the locker room, and you know, I was still in group chats with a lot of those guys because, like I said, it's it's a bond that, that can never be broken. And even even my even my buddies from the, the two thousand seventeen Grand Cup that I won. I still talk to those guys still to this day, and though we're still in some group chats, group chats together. You know what I mean? When you when you come through a, a championship season like that, you know it's a bond that'll never be broken. You know, and so uh, I was still talking to a lot of those guys, communication with a lot of those guys, and you know a lot of those guys also would check on me during the season because they couldn't understand, you know, what was going on with me in Hamilton and stuff like that. So uh, when I came back in there, it was kind of like you know, I didn't miss a beat. So what's this off season look like for you then? Uh, it's going to look like being in the best shape I can be. You know, as you get older, you want to make sure that you uh, try to scale the, the clock back in, in some in some type of way. So I'm um, focusing on making sure I'm in the best shape of my life and uh, mentally and, and physically. And then, you know, a huge part is making sure my mental is right, you know, make, make sure my, my mind is strong and um, and understanding my job and, and, and coming in there ready to lead and, and doing what I'm asked to do. And, uh, yeah, just make sure I feel the absolute best I've ever felt ever. Where are you spending the off season? Uh, I'm still in Ontario right now at the moment. Um, I, I might go down to California just to beat this weather and uh, get some training out there with my old training facility and uh, with some of my old NFL buddies just to kind of uh, fine-tune some things for training camp. So have you called Ontario home for for the, the time you've been in the CFL? Yeah, I've been living out here since 2018. I left after the Great Cup in 2017, and then I, I instantly came back in like three or four months, and I've just been here ever since. Do you find it easier to have a home base in Canada when playing in the CFL? Yeah, for me it is. You know, I was, I was, you know, unlike a lot of players, I don't, I don't have any kids. And at the time where I decided to stay here, I was not, not married or anything like that. Um, and so not having any kids, it kind of just it, be, it being me, it was a lot easier to make that decision. And plus, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, to be living in Toronto and playing for Toronto. You know, obviously a, a good city to be in. So. It all kind of uh, made sense and it all aligned for me, so it was an easy, it was an easy move for me. I went home after the Great Cup at 17 and uh, quickly seen the difference between currencies. <laughs> and so I said, "Let me go back out here in Canada." So I stayed out here, and it's just a lot easier for me. Ever thought of living in Winnipeg and spending the winter here? I was. So the funny, the crazy part about it was after the Great Cup, uh, after we won the Great Cup at 21. Um, you know, if I was to resign, if I was going to resign with them, which I was, I was hoping to, I was actually going to plan on living up there uh, in all season. If I, if I got resigned before 
free agency started, but that, that didn't work out. So, yeah. Because I definitely would, I definitely wouldn't mind that. You know, me living out there, being in the community, and all season stuff like that. You're okay with cold? I'm, I can do it. I don't go outside too often. <laughs> from, from, from the house to the car, <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's a lot of us too, to be fair, and we and we've been living here a whole, a whole long time. So. Uh, before I let you go, then when do you get into Winnipeg? Is it going to be training camp? No, I'll be I'll be out there uh, uh, probably like a month before camp. I'm looking. Uh, I'm actually uh, got to call the realtor tomorrow. Start helping me look for a spot and seeing some options and stuff like that, and kind of uh, narrow down and lock in the spot and lock in some dates. But I'll be out there uh, well before training camp. All right, I'll wish you the best of luck. Have fun this off season, and congrats again on the new deal. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. you guys enjoy. Continuing our free agency preview tonight as we tour across the country. Tonight, we round out the West Division as we check in with Julio Caravada. He is the radio analyst for the BC Lions. I can't start a conversation about the BC Lions, Julio, without talking about Nathan Rourke's departure to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's, it's been a bit since the the move happened, but how was it received? Is it more of a, a, a proud papa feel for Lions, or is it more like, dang it, we he was a really good player. We would have liked to have yeah. him back. I think that was the initial reaction was that people were upset um, because I think, you know, everybody across the league, uh, you know, saw the excitement that Nathan brought to the table. So, um, I, yeah, I think everybody was a little bit disappointed, whether you were a Lions fan or just a CFL fan. Um, but I know now most people are, are happy and, and excited about, you know, what he's going to be able to do next, right? Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk, uh, a lot of curiosity about, you know, why he picked Jacksonville out of all the teams, given that Trevor Lawrence was there. Um, but as I said then, I I think that when you do what Nathan's done as far as his tour of tryouts and, you know, you go to all these different organizations and you talk to so many different people and, you know, you do get a feel um, for how much interest there is. And clearly the interest that he was getting from Jackson was above everybody else that, that, that he felt that there was a legitimate opportunity um, to, you know, to be the backup and was going to be given that opportunity. And um, you know, you can't blame the kid, right? You mean he, every, everybody chases that dream. And um, now the exciting part is going to be watching that next step for him and whether or not he gets that opportunity. So that leaves BC with Vernon Adams Jr. at the yeah. quarterback position, and they're fine with that. I take it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I absolutely, I think they're fine with it. You know, they 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 made this move last year, uh, thinking that this was going to be a definite possibility with Nathan leaving. So you know, you the you know the one thing about Vernon, and I know that you know he's been marred with some inconsistency. He had that 2019 year where he was he was outstanding is that, you know, how difficult the scenario was for him. You know, you're moving halfway through the year, you get traded. You know, you have to deal with all the things that are off the field. You come to a new team, you new playbook. There's pressure because, you know, what Nathan had done prior to him being here and all the expectations. And for him to go four and two as a starter and really, you know, give them a chance. Um, you know, I thought he did a great job. And now I think the exciting part about it is, that Jordan McSimmick, the offensive coordinator, is going to have a full, full off season to really build the offense around what Vernon does well, and you know that that I think last year that offense was built around what Nathan was doing well. 
So it'll be exciting to see at training camp, you know, how the how the offense will change a little bit to to fit uh, Vernon's skill set. Now, in terms of free agency for the Lions, as we sit here about a week mm-hmm. away from the start of it all, a lot of players have been already extended. Take me through who's already been brought back for 2023. Well, you, you got, um, you know, you got the likes of like David Mackey and I know Josh Banks just has re-signed uh, um, a Gary Peters, TJ Lee. Um, those kinds of guys have been extended. And, and I would imagine that, um, there's going to be a bunch of others. Like I know Suk Chung and Peter Godber, um, Joel Figueroa is one of my, I'm interested to see, you know, whether or not, uh, he, he gets offered a contract back. He's getting a little bit up there, uh, but still a very solid player. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, they, they, there's, I know that they were very happy with their team last year. Um, but you're always going to get change, right? And so Brian Burnham's retirement obviously is is a big a big change on offense. But uh, you know they feel very very confident with with Keon Hatcher uh, jumping into his spot. And you know D Rhymes, Dominic Rhymes had a great year. Lucky Whitehead hopefully will go be able to stay healthy and and be that impact player um, that they you know so desperately need. Um, Javon Katoy, I think is another guy that, you know, is, is, is still getting better. Uh, the one possibly bigger hole they need to fill, uh, offensively, I would say, you know, they've, they've made a very good offer to James Butler. I think James Butler is wants to find out what's out there and it'll be interesting to see whether or not, um, they're able to get him back or if someone willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth, um, if I were to be honest with you, I think probably the one area that they are going to look at is probably that interior part of the defensive line. Um, you know, they had very, very high hopes for Stove Richardson when they signed him in free agency, and obviously the injury to his Achilles really hurt and came back, got hurt again. So I don't think that he's going to be in their initial plans, but I know that's an area where they want to address. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they what they possibly do during free agency to, to maybe fill that hole. So that's the, the principal one. Otherwise I feel like defensively they're, they're pretty well stocked. Are they not? Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? They, they, I think they feel, you know, good about, I think, you know, looking back on it, I think they probably are very happy about, you know, some of those, some of those guys that came back after their first years, like the boom, watch and the Josh banks and, and then having the emergence of a, like a Ben Halatic, the Canadian kid out of UBC, who really got a chance to step in and play, um, and and really, you know, they 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 couldn't take him out of the lineup, right? He, he was he, he had an outstanding year, and then Manny Ragumba, who did a great job at that time linebacker, that that forced them to move Luchez Purifoy to safety. Now Luchez isn't going to come back. Um, I, I'm still I think that there were some issues, you know, with how all that, you know went down with him getting moved from, from Sam to safety. I think he was very, very disappointed about that because um, initially I think he was told that that was where he was going to play. And I don't, you know, I know, I know he played the position, but, um, and did a pretty good job at it, but I don't think that's where he wants to play. Um, so, but you know, the likes of, uh, you know, you know, Jalen Edwards Cooper, the, I think he's another guy that, that, you know, took some steps. So they've got some good young players that, hopefully are going to continue to get better. And, and um, uh, I thought that David Menard and, and Matthew Betts, they had, I think, a combined 
uh, 16 or 17 sacks last year off that defensive end spot. So they platooned out there and did very, very good. So, um, and Sione uh, uh, um, Tuihema was another kid that I think he had seven or eight sacks that really kind of impressed people off the edge. So they've got some really good young talent, but I, you know, free agency is, is always one of those things that you're going to always try to get one or two guys that you think can help you out. And, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, where the Lions, where the Lions go with that. Now, I mentioned Vernon Adams Jr. is there. The two other quarterbacks we saw sometime with Michael O'Connor and Antonio Pipkin, they're not signed. Any interest in bringing them back as backups? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure where they're going to go with that position. I know they have a number of guys in their neg list, and whether or not they're going to be able to get any of those guys up here is another thing. But, um, yeah, I would imagine that that's going to be uh, one of those positions where they want to have, um, you know, some, some experience. Uh, Antonio Pipkin was one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's been around the league a little bit and, and um, played a little bit here. Uh, I don't know whether or not they feel he's the answer. Um, you know, he was their third down quarterback, did a good job doing that. Um, but I don't know whether or not Michael O'Connor will come back. Uh, I mean, I would doubt that as it is right now. Um, so it, that's, that's another one in free agency. Like, obviously the quarterback situation everywhere is, um, a little bit up in the air with a bunch of teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that stuff unfolds. And as soon as a couple of those dominoes fall, you're going to see a lot of things happen. But I would imagine that the Lions, that they have, um, you know, a, a plan on, on what they're going to do with that position. And uh, I heard Dominique Davis's name, you know, pop around, but I, I'm not 100% sure um, whether or not, you know, they're they're just kicking the tires on that or not. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see... Uh, you know, where they go with that. Cause that is again, another position where I think the league has shown that, you know, you need two guys, right. You, if, if you don't have two guys, uh, you're asking for trouble. Is there a big name free agent out there that you think the lions are going to be in on, or is that just not really in their ballpark? We're going to leave that no. to like the riders and yeah, uh, the no, red blacks alouettes this year. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't see that. I think they're happy with, I think they're very, very focused on bringing a lot of the guys that they have back. Um, they really liked their team last year. And, um, but that's not to say they're going to tweak. They're not going to tweak. Um, but it all depends too on what's available, right? Like uh, I know that there's a number of guys out there, but whether or not they're going to end up uh, being signed or whether or not they're going to go to free agency is still yet to be seen. But um, I, I can't see the Lions being like a huge player like they were last year. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, <laughs> you never say never in this league, but I just can't see, I just don't see that many holes um, where they were like, wow, that's, you know, we, we got to make a change there or we got to do something there. Um, they have some good young players in the pike and, and they did a good job drafting. Uh, there's some good Canadian talent there that they're really excited about. And um, yeah, I just can't see them being, you know, really, really big in, uh, in free agency. So looking at where they are now, obviously they're, they're feeling good about who they've got some holes still to fill the old linemen. Yeah. They're going to bring them back for the most part, but where do you feel right now? They're sitting in the pecking order of the West division. Uh, realistically, I, you know, I mean, I'd have to say that, well, Winnipeg's clearly, clearly, I, I, I think still the best team in the West. 
Um, well, and they may be the still best team in the Canadian Football League. Um, you just can't say enough of what they've been able to do and been able to, you know, hold on to the people that they have. And I think, again, it speaks volumes to their management team and to Michael Shea and the kind of culture that he's created there that the players are, are you know, you know, race to come back because they love playing for him. So, um, you know, I, you, you got to think Calgary is going to be, you know, there's not many holes there. Here's the, here's the big thing is that any team that has a quarterback, that has an experienced quarterback, um, I think for the most part gives you a chance. So I would put them right now in that two, three hole as far as um, the, the, the West goes. But um, I think Edmonton and, and Saskatchewan, I think will be very active in free agency and especially Saskatchewan with that fan base that they're, they're going to want um, some change and they're going to want some big impact players that, uh, that can, that can sell some tickets. So, uh, I would imagine that if they get Trevor Harris, you know, that's that's going to change people's outlook towards them. Uh, but the other big part is they gotta, they've got to have to fix their offensive line. They were terrible. Um, so it doesn't matter whether you've got uh, Trevor Harris and you've got, uh, you know, Zach Caleros back there. If you don't have people who can protect them, it's going to be a long year. So um, I suspect that Saskatchewan's going to be very, very active come free agency when it comes to the line of scrimmage and their quarterback. Who's the player on the Lions that you think, well, other than Nathan Rourke, won't be back that they'll miss the most? I think Luchez Purifor. I think Luchez, uh, Luchez is a very, very intense young man who brings a level of, uh, you know, he's very athletic, is, is capable of doing a lot of things. And I think he brought it, really brought uh, a certain attitude and swagger to that defense. Um, so I, I really think that they're going to miss him. Um, again, you mean, I, I know he's had a little bit few off field issues, but, um, he's a very, very good football player. Who's, who's so versatile that you can play him in a whole bunch of different places. But all I know is that whenever I watch him play, he's always seems to be around the football and, um, he does it with a certain edge that, uh, I think, uh, you hate to play against a guy like that, but you love to have him on your team. So, I think he's a guy that uh, at the that the Lions uh, will miss. Well, Julio, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and uh, we'll see what free agency brings. We'll check in as we get yeah. closer to the season. I appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but